Hello, my name is Fergal O'Keefe and you're very welcome to the Galway City Your Council podcast series where we will share insights on the range of services, projects and people in the Galway City local authority area. Galway City Council provide a diverse range of services including beach maintenance, dog pounds, health promotion, strategic planning, tourism promotion and housing supply. This series will introduce you to some of the people delivering those services and the valuable work they do every day in Galway City. For more information on Galway City Council, please go to our website www.galwaycity.ie. We interviewed Etna Verling, who is the director of the Galway City Museum, on episode 11 last week. And now we have part two for focus on the Galway City Museum when we chat with James Reynolds, who is a technical officer with the museum. James chats to us about how they go about the conservation, storage and preservation of all the fascinating objects they have in the museum. So let's now talk to James. James, great to see you. You're very welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Fergal. You're in the Galway City Museum. What's your title? What do you do there? My title at the Galway City Museum is Museum Technician, and it's all based around the uh, conservation of museum objects. So what will we be looking at? We'll be looking at how the environment impacts on the safety of objects and everything. And so what we're trying to do is to prolong the life of an object for generations to come. So we're looking at things like how temperature and relative humidity affects objects, the types of materials that we use to uh, display and store objects to do it in the safest way possible. We'd be looking at um, pollutants in the air, how that impacts objects, insects. It's basically chemical and biological agents and their impact on the life of an object. It's the Galway City Museum. So I was just before we came on, I was actually looking at the website and there's a huge selection, isn't it? It covers every century, doesn't it, really, from prehistoric times to now. It's amazing the, the breadth of artifacts there it does indeed so we'd be looking at material culture from stone to paper to textiles pretty much everything you know wooden objects so yes so basically we have to follow international um conservation conditions on all of these different material types and so every decision that we make in terms of display and storage is based on international conservation standards that are researched for many, many years and constantly changing. So we're constantly learning how to do things better. And of course, then we're dealing with uh, the challenges of climate change and all that and the impact on on environmental conditions. So we're looking at things like uh, disaster prevention which of course flooding is becoming a big one with climate change and all that and looking at the location of the museum and everything it's uh it can be quite challenging but uh we work to keep the objects as safe as possible and what is your background how did you get into the role how long have you been there i've been in the galway city museum now for 17 years And before that, I worked in Canada in the Canadian Museum of History. It's their uh, national museum. And uh, the Canadians, their conservation standards are some of the highest standards in the world. So it was a very good start for me to get experience and education in 
in conservation and how to take the best steps possible to prevent damage to an object. What did you study to get into that area? In the early 90s, when I moved to Canada, I studied applied museum studies at Algonquin College. And then when I came back to Ireland in 2001, I completed a museum studies course for, at the Museum of Ulster. And when did the museum open then? How long has it been going? The museum opened in 2006. You've been there from the very start. I started uh, the day before the museum opened. <laughs> the day before. <laughs> yeah. And have you seen a change? So w- when it started, it was it was originally bequeathed, wasn't it? It was a house and it was be- the, the, bil- the original building was bequeathed to the city council. Was that right? It was a collection there. There was, yeah, there was a collection there that started, I believe, in the, um, I think it was the late 70s. And then I started when the new building opened. So we've seen quite a few changes over the years. And we've had to do quite a lot of work to the museum building in order to reach the conservation standards required to display that wide variety of material culture that we spoke about earlier. What you're saying there that over the last, you know, 20 years or whatever, that the, the conservation, like the what, what you can do and, the you know, how you do it, has, has that changed dramatically over the last 20 years? No, it hasn't changed dramatically. There's always been a base standards, uh, uh, conservation standards, you know, since, well, for years and years, you know. But I suppose in terms of Galway City Museum, we got a building designed with quite a, a high percentage of glazing which is quite uh, difficult to display objects because we deal with light intensity such as lux values and all that and it's very strict and we deal a lot with control of relative humidity. So in a glass building, we'll say solar gain becomes a massive problem because we'll say a one degree change in temperature results in a 3% change in relative humidity. So if you're trying to keep your relative humidity conditions between 45 and 55%, which is generally what's required for a lot of organic objects, um, solar gain becomes a massive problem. So we've had to do quite a lot of remedial work in order to try and eliminate that solar gain problem. Do you have a favourite period, a favourite you know, part of the museum or favourite artefacts that you've worked on over the years? I don't, and I will explain why, because... They're like um, your kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, we work a lot uh, from an ethical standpoint in conservation. So what you tend to do is you avoid having a favourite object. You see pretty much every object in the museum as your favourite object. So you treat each one with the same the same standards and quality is each piece is just as important as the next piece. And that's how we treat it in conservation to ensure that we reach them high standards required to protect all objects in the museum. People can bring in stuff or contact you about, you know, something that they have to donate to the museum. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything that came in over that time? You know, was there like a, an antiques roadshow moment when someone brought something? I've got this log or something that was magical. Are you, are you just going on? Oh, it's just a log. 
Well, you know, when people come in with objects, you've you've got to treat them like it. You know, it could be the most important object that they have in their house or that they've ever had. So you treat it that way, you know, and you give them advice on identification, on how to look after it, on, um, you know, all the conservation standards required. So you do your best you can to uh, give information over on how to look after this object in the best way possible. We'll say in the Galway City Museum, one thing that happened was somebody brought in a handgun from, you know, from 1920s, 1930s, and in full working condition with bullets and everything. Yeah. So so then that sent us on to uh, contact the uh, National Museum of Ireland. And so currently we're trying to draw up a policy to deal with situations like that when people bring in weapons and all that, because there's no real section in Irish law that deals with um, live weapons. And when somebody comes in into a museum and what's the appropriate thing to do. So currently we'd be working with... uh, so is that, is that what you have to do then? You Someone comes in with something and then you're like a detective, I suppose, because you've got to get the story connected to it as well, I suppose. That would be more the collections officer job okay. to research the history of the object. And then it would be our job to deal with uh, the preservation of the object, security and all that sort of thing, you know. And, and you know, like the items that are on display, like what percentage of items would you have that aren't on display. Like I presume there's a huge amount that you you don't even have on display in the museum. There are a huge amount of objects. Generally, um, any museum across the world wouldn't display more than 10% of the, of the objects, wow. you know. Because, of course, our job is not just um, display of objects. We're looking at preserving objects for future generations. So... Hence, some objects wouldn't be in good enough condition to go on display or just wouldn't be appropriate to display, you know. So, yeah, we're, we're looking at preserving the the history of Galway for generations to come, you know. So our part, we play a small part in that because it'll be generations that will come to follow that will be also doing this work. So it's... Uh, yeah, we're playing a, a small part in it. I, is that I sort of the, the first part of your job? The first your thing is it's the preservation, whether it's on display or not. Or it's the preservation of that object. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. We're trying to preserve the object for as long as humanly possible. When an object comes in, what are you able to do with that object when you're looking after or repairing it or preserving it? Yeah, everything we do to the object um, from an ethical point of view in conservation, every every treatment that we do has to be completely irreversible. So we never get into the idea of restoration or, or anything like that. We're just looking at stabilizing the object, how it is and keeping that as stable as possible for as many years as possible. Is that a big part of your job then, the, the whole ethics of it, like listening to you, that's a, that's a major part of your job? It, it most certainly is. Uh, like the first thing you do in college, we'll say, when you start dealing with conservation, uh, ethics is really the first thing that you're dealing with, you know. And then ethics, then they inform all decisions that you make in relation to a museum object.
Do you have a certain period of history that you particularly are interested in? Oh, I've, you, you know, there's so many interesting periods of history that's, you know, so when you're at work, you're just interested in every period of history. And then I suppose from a personal level, yeah. um, when you're outside work, I'd have a big interest in Greek history. I'd have a big interest in history of science, history of economics, history of German opera. I'm mad into that, you know, so that's, uh, but that's all on a personal level rather than a, uh, on a professional level. When once you get into work, you sort of leave all that aside and you treat all aspects of history as the most important. Like when you're on holidays, do you, are you always looking around at the artifacts or going to the local museums, checking them out like busmen holidays? Do you always do that or? It's always the busman holidays. I every holiday I go to, I go right. I'm going to do something different this time. I'm not going to museums. I'm not going to start examining the conservation standards in different museums. But ultimately, you know, you're there a couple of hours, and then you start going oh, right. Where's the nearest museum and all that sort of thing? And that's that's a change up too. And because you get a, a certain feel for a place and for the people that live there and everything uh, when you go through museums and then of course you see how humanity is not that different no matter what part of the world you go to there's more things that we have in common with everyone else than differences really you know exactly and you know in your museum like there's stuff it goes right up to the 20th century probably the 21st century like do you have any stuff from the 21st century in there now actually i know you stuff from the 20th century but from the 21st century we do we actually we have a collection of um some of the covid material that went out there you know it's because so many people look at museums that it's all old things in museums old objects but that's not necessarily true you know because many museums like for instance when i worked in canada we collected things like milk cartons that were on shelves in supermarkets on that day because we're collecting the here and now for future generations. So, of course, when we collect it now, it's in perfect condition. So we can try and keep that condition as as good as yeah. possible for all future generations, you know? Like, you know, I, I, I don't know why, but the first thing came to my head there was like their first iPhone or the first iPad even, particularly the iPhone, because it's changed so much even in the last few years. But that's like an ancient artifact now in a way. So time's kind of nearly, you know, like objects now, their lifespan is shorter. So in a way, you know, they become historical figures much quicker. Well, they do indeed. And then from a conservation point of view, you know, like for older objects, you're dealing with textiles, wooden objects, all, all that sort of thing. Now you're getting into plastic objects and all that sort of thing, which... You know, these things are built to to break down, you know, and so it can be quite difficult when you're dealing with the conservation of modern materials. And of course, there's loads of research out there uh, in this sort of thing, you know, so you tend to be constantly reading and reading about new standards and new materials and how to look after them, basically, you know, so. Do you have an exhibition at the moment? in the museum i suppose the most modern one that we have at the moment are the um music posters from galway from 1978 to 1982 you know 
which which in many ways is great because it's in within living memory for people. So, you know, people come in and, you know, to start remembering, oh, you know, I met my husband or wife there or, you know, God, that's the first time I got drunk or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or this is the first time I got really into this particular type of music is so, you know, you get a really emotional collect- connection with with objects such as that, you know particularly like a museum like the Galway City Museum is you can go in there and you see these artifacts, but it kind of brings you closer to your own history and your own relatives, doesn't it? Well, it it most certainly does. You know, it helps you build up a picture of the whole history of the city and where you fit into it and all that sort of thing. And so it's very interesting. And do you ever get that, like people coming into the museum who would be emotional or they see something that means something a lot to them? Or do you ever hear any people inside talking about that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Some people have a, a really emotional response to some of the objects in, in, in the museum, you know, even if um, like, for instance, an artist asked me to show her the sink from the Magdalene Laundry that uh, we have in the museum collection, you know, and obviously the emotional impact of that object on not only the person that was visiting, but you know, on myself as well. It, every time I see it, it um, sparks this uh, this emotional response and makes you question the society that we lived in and how you know how this uh, this period in history is is dealt with within museums and everything. So it, uh, yeah, it's quite a intense emotional response that you get from some objects, you know. Yeah, because that's what it is, isn't it? Like, so you see something and then it makes you realise how real it was and how, you know, how close in time it was. It makes it all real for a person in a way, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it does indeed, because all of these objects in the museum, um, you know, they represent, they represent an important part of the history of the city and everything and exactly what happened and, you know, the whole idea of museum objects, I suppose, is to create a connection with that, with a particular event. And it makes you question, always question the society in which we live in and how we deal with with things, you know. It's, um, yeah, it's very important, you know. Do you go out on the field a lot or does stuff come into you? Uh, both. Um, because we'll say... Uh, with with some objects, what you want to do, you will say, prevent pest infestations in the museum. We'd go out on site and we'd examine them under our integrated pest management policy. So to, to see if we'll say we have to bring an object in, does it ha- have an infestation? Do we have to quarantine it? All that sort of things. So we'll say if it does, we have different methods of dealing with it. We'd have um, a freezer, for instance, that's that's good for dealing with some material types that would go down to minus 60 that would kill any infestations in it or then we would use stuff like um oxygen starvation in a, in a, in basically a, a plastic tent you remove all the oxygen and that will kill any infestation that you have in certain objects so all right then take care right take Bye. care Fergal. Take thank care. you Bye. 
Thank you for listening and we look forward to sharing some more great interviews every Tuesday. Please subscribe or follow wherever you listen to your podcasts and you'll be the first to hear new episodes every Tuesday. You are listening to the Galway City Your Council podcast.